Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Andre, the number one professional wrestling podcast it is i the physically large stat guy greg i know you're used to rosenberg doing this part but i'm gonna be honest with you i don't know where rosenberg is right now actually he's back right now you did it welcome wow i I sat there i was trying to pour my coffee fast enough and get the milk in and, and I was like, is SGG going to just jump in here or is he going to stare blankly at the screen? No, no dead air. No, no dead, dead air. air. You got it going, baby. No dead air. The world's number one. We're here and a lot to talk about. And it was appropriate to play the the shoot arrow music because uh, there's some shooting that must be done. Welcome to the shoot arrow, baby. At everyone, by the way, <laughs> at everybody. Should I try to get Emilio Sparks on here to see if he wants to defend his show? Yeah, let's see if he let's see if he can. Busy man, Emilio Sparks. Apparently, because I texted him, he didn't hit me back. It's a snowy New York day. Do you get any flurries there in Philadelphia? No, no not that I. Well, I haven't even looked outside the window yet, too. So, so you have no idea. Yeah, it's apparently it is snowing in Philadelphia, but that's oh, it just is. Me, like if if I'm not going outside, I'm not looking outside. I'm not going to worry myself about what's happening out there. The physically complacent. Yeah, no need to no need to stress about what's happening out there. I'm not dealing with that. Fair enough. You know what? Fair enough, SUG. Um, so let, let's start outside the ring, SUG. Is there any uh, what is what is the major outside the ring scuttlebutt in the world of professional wrestling? So there really wasn't much. I think, you know. Most of the week was dominated by what was going to happen yesterday, Kenny Omega and Impact. That was all the outside of the ring buzz. And now that that has happened, it seems that Goldberg has decided to sort of take over the news cycle. He appeared on the bump today and teased that he would be challenging Roman Reigns at some point. 
Okay. I don't know that uh, that anybody. Well, you mean, has you mean been the, asking match, for... the match at Mania that never happened? The match at Mania that never happened. Goldberg teased teased it on the bump that it that it might he might challenge Roman Reigns. I mean, you, listen, when you say it on the bump, it's like saying it to Edward R. Murrow. You know? Yeah, it's true. America listens. Um, well, okay. I mean, listen, God, do they want to just like piss Dipperstein off? Not only, not only is it like random and we don't really need it, but you just do it on the bump. Like it. Right. Which is, Hey, maybe a sign that it's not going to happen. And by the way, this, I will say, let's just say this, because obviously there's going to be, this might be another hard week for AEW and impact. So let's use this as a moment to give them credit. To their credit, what was good about the last couple of weeks were actual surprises, not doing yeah. like this, which sure. I don't I don't know one person like you can maybe defend it. And I'm you have as the contortionist tried to defend some of these sneaks, but like these little drops, but not a person out there would say that they prefer things being found out that way. No, no. And, and like I, I said, I like too. is a good tweet. Just come up with a tweet. Tell us that's how I want to find out. Well, it's because WWE is trying to trying to pop everything, right? They if they do certain things on social, then you gotta follow them on social to catch some things. If they do some things, you know, on the bump, then you gotta watch the the bump. Which I don't know how it's doing. Maybe maybe the bump is getting a bump every once in a while from stuff like this. But then if they do the genuine surprises like we want, then they catch everybody. I think the bump does well. I think they have their people who go there for it. I just don't think you're going to you know, trick people into any of these platforms because they think they might get a surprise. I mean, listen, if you're a hardcore, if you're a big, big WWE fan, if you're you anyway. you're following the social platforms. If you're if you're a really obsessive fan and you do the full digital thing, you, you're watching the bump. Um, so, I, I mean, I mean, maybe anyways, my point was before we end up slandering AW and impact later, let's give them credit for the surprise moves. I appreciate the surprises because it's one thing that WWE has gotten away from. And a lot of our favorite moments happen to be still those surprises. So, all right, maybe we'll see for better, or for worse, Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. If they, if Goldberg comes back for one more thing, man, can the powers that be just try, like, let's try to make up for what this last Goldberg run has been, which is really never particularly special. No, it did have some flashes of brilliance. Like Linda mentioned the, uh, the Brock Lesnar Goldberg Survivor Series match from a few years ago. That was actually very well done and did lead into an interesting um, WrestleMania match that, that led Brock Lesnar on another reign of terror. But, you know, they sacrificed Kevin Owens for it, who was just thriving as the Universal Champion. What was the Survivor Series match? Was that the one when it came out and Goldberg hit him like right away? He speared him like a few times, but then Brock kicked out. No, that was the Mania one. The Goldberg one, that Survivor Series was like a straight up Goldberg squash. Oh, it was the squash of Brock. Yeah, he squashed Brock. Oh, that's right. That's right. And it just caught people off guard. Yeah. I mean, listen. And hey, if if Roman and Goldberg can have a match like the one that uh, the ones that Brock and Goldberg had recently, it it'll be fine. But it absolutely cannot be a crown jewel or like even a fiend type of situation. It has to be has to be something hard hitting, get in, get out, exciting. And and this is one of those moments where Dipperstein's point is not true. 
like dip made a really good point last week that you told me you, you agreed with of, you know, the whole, like you have to come back and put over the young guy. He thinks that's not true anymore. In this case, he cannot beat Roman Reigns. Right. And this is why I agree with Dip's point too. Like it's it's not a hard fast rule. That's that's the thing. The hard fast rule is that the legend comes in and then has to put somebody over and then go out on their back. I don't like it as a hard fast rule. Obviously there's some situations where the legend has to come in and do the job. Goldberg and Roman Reigns would be one of those situations. But then there's some situations where a legend can come in and then ride off into the sunset. Like, you know, Kurt Angle could have beat Baron Corbin at WrestleMania and then bowed out gracefully on top with a win. I wouldn't have had any problems with that. Right. You know what I mean? Undertaker's last match, um, the Boneyard match, apparently, he was allowed to do it, ride out with a win in a special match. No problems with that. So it's just not a hard, fast rule that the legend needs to to um, come in and put somebody over before they allow to bow out. But in this specific case, yeah, I will. Mm-hmm. None of us need, none of us need uh, another, a, a, a Goldberg win over the hottest Roman Reigns that maybe has ever existed. Yeah, basically. I mean, we're already going to get the tribe on tribe violence. So, you know, don't I'm trying to think, ex- of, trying to think right now of who I even want to beat this Roman eventually. I mean, you know me, I'm a, I'm a wacky traditionalist. And I like when good guys eventually beat the bad guys. Yep. That's what I like. So for me, it's like, who is the baby face that will eventually beat Roman Reigns? Um, You know, the first name that pops into my head, if it was done the right way, and I'm sure Dip would have something nasty to say about this and why it's played out. We don't need it. Is Daniel Bryan. That's the one. That's the one for me, too. That is the one for me, too, because they have a lot of history they could dip into there. Because, I mean, think about when Roman Roman Reigns, when the fans rejected him. Um, at that pay-per-view, the Royal Rumble all the way in Philly all those years ago. They love Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Exactly. And they put that, that put the chip on his shoulder that has been there and is still there. So like, if they can't get that story out of punk, it's very easy to switch it, put it onto Daniel Bryan. And, and, Daniel and, Bryan and Bryan flip face. it back on Roman Reigns and be like, they never wanted me. They always wanted you. Yep. Power is that perfect. They, it's the power versus the people. Yep. People always wanted Daniel Bryan. The powers that be always wanted Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns can say, well, the reason the powers that be wanted me is because I'm the real deal. I am a real star. I am a real champion. You're nobody. You're an indie jabroni. Yep. You know? so, and and I, know, I know people want Big E for that spot, but I, I'm with you. I think the Daniel Bryan-Roman Reigns feud is right there, and it could be huge too. Now, listen, if, if things go a certain way um, and, and it makes sense for it to be Big E, that's great, but let's be real, guys. Big E, arguably my current, probably my current roster closest pal in WWE. I want okay. to see him. I want to see him thrive and, and win the championship. But he just became a single star again, right? So we don't need to. We don't need to rush and start planning his title run immediately. And like, that's, that, that's not going to make it more impactful guys. Like just, just making it happen fast. Doesn't make it more impactful. And in the case of Daniel Bryan, you know, let's be clear. Daniel Bryan got a second lease at life and essentially he's in the final prime of his career. 
Like Daniel Bryan may be around for a while. We don't know. I think all of us assume that at some point Daniel Bryan's going to show up and say, I'm going to go be a dad now. And we're never going to see him again. Yeah. Which he has two now. So it's rapidly, that time is rapidly approaching. Exactly. So that could happen. So let's enjoy. Like, don't just sit there and go, oh, Daniel Bryan, we've seen that before. No, no, no. This is prime Roman Reigns versus a prime Daniel Bryan for the title at Mania. That would be meaningful. This is this is when this is the time in history when a Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, massive championship match would make sense. So before we plan the Big E title run, Big E is a young man, by the way younger than people might even realize and certainly younger than Daniel Bryan. He will get, he will get his shot. Let's build him as the single star. Let's get the IC title back on biggie and then let's get there. But I, I think in the immediate future of when does Roman Reigns lose a big match to me, the guy has to be Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And if you, especially if you're talking about a WrestleMania match, because you know, WWE in when, when WrestleMania season rolls around, they court the big media, they court, you know, the most eyeballs. And as much as Big E in the New Day is beloved in, in the media and outside the ring and, and all over the world, Roman Reigns is just another level huge. And Daniel Bryan, for better or for worse, he's on Total Bellas, which is another avenue. And he has a whole different audience that he, he you can try him out there for the media too and just blow that up. And then when it's done, it won't be something relegated to the network. They could probably pump out another season of Total Bellas. No, it's true. It's based around Daniel Bryan's run at the championship. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot there. There's a lot. And and um, also, let's also remember, you know, a totally different situation in terms of their time in the business. But let's remember what's happened to Rhea Ripley since her match at WrestleMania. You know, if you get rushed along and they give you that Mania match and they decide to not put you over for whatever reason that can instantly be a setback. Whereas if you don't get it yet and you're still building and you don't have, like we all know big E is going to get a shot. It's going to happen. He's, he's that popular. He's that liked within the company. The new day was, has been that successful. I'm very confident. He's going to get a shot. Let's time it. Right. Let's, let's, let's build this the right way. Um, and maybe it will be him. And if they did it the right way, I'd be psyched for that too. But I'll just say on paper to me, love the idea of Roman Reigns' first loss as this character first real loss coming to Daniel Bryan at mania. Same. 100% so, agree. Oof, woo, that was close. Almost not the coffee. The coffee. Oh, whoa. That was these Bret Hart roots of fight sweatpants almost caught it in a bad oh, way. My goodness. So, um, SGG, what else outside the ring? We somehow ended up all the way down the street. That was the big outside the ring news and we can go right into the ring. Uh, for Monday Night Raw, some SmackDown. First of all, props props for both Friday and Monday's beautiful Pat Patterson tributes. Yeah. I mean, that I didn't see Monday's yet. Was Monday's the same as Friday's? Yeah, it was. Okay. It was, I mean, listen, we all know WWE's number one quality when it comes to entertainment is their ability to edit together amazing packages. So but I'll just say this, the way they did these packages and the tributes on the show, you know, the, the, the Daniel Bryan title win, the, for the IC title, which they dedicated to Pat, the, the, everything about it, they really emphasized and you could feel yeah. this is different. 
this is a different kind of loss for this company in terms of just how important this guy was. Yeah, and even like the video package was so so flawlessly done. Just it really was all the photos and and the duet with Frank Sinatra and him singing it. Yeah, yeah, it was just amazing. It was beautifully done. So, so I'm um, sorry. So then I just want to give props for the tribute, but then yes, what are the big, the biggest stands out stand out things from the week in the ring on WWE? So SmackDown, the really big thing was just the advancement of the Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns feud who KO, you know, made it clear. I'm not afraid of the tribal chief. I'm still Kevin Owens at the end of the day. You treat your family like trash. You're not going to treat me like trash. And Roman um, kicked it up another level again, just taking out his frustrations on Jay in a way that I want to say that we've never seen before, but we've seen we've seen him threaten to end lives with Jay in the ring. So, you know, this is really just about Roman making it clear to everyone and, and Paul Heyman outside the ring selling it too, like clutching his heart, um, cupping his face, just looking in shock. <laughs> you know, all of it just tells that this is a this is another another guy. This is not the this is not the Roman Reigns that that we've known and got to know over the years. Like he's he's willing to sacrifice any and everybody to to maintain that spot. They're 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 really sticking with this story. We have to give credit where credit is due. For as critical as we can be, when they're not true to the spot. We got to be, we got to heap praise when they're sticking with it. This tribal chief story and this turn of Roman into a, not a great guy is, is really, they're taking their time, taking their time. Yeah. And it's it's shocking too, because I mean, especially with Jay, Jay Uso's involvement was supposed to be a one and done. I'm glad to see that they did make that pivot and try to try to build it up into into something. Oh, it's being, it's going somewhere. I don't know where yeah. it, it's hard to even know exactly where it goes now. Yeah. Cause I mean, Jay is so, it's so weird too. not even weird. It's just, it's so well done that it's tough to watch Jay in this spot of where like he's trying to push himself and get to that place where Roman is. And, and all he does is just find himself on the receiving end of, of what Roman calls consequences, which, you know, just that term alone sort of absolves Roman for what he quote unquote has to do to his cousin. Right. It makes it all Jay's fault. Now it almost makes you feel like if they continue to go down this road of quote unquote consequences and Roman reign beating the hell out of his cousin, doesn't it almost force you to think that the eventual big payoff is again Jay and Roman? It does. But it's hard to believe that would be the case. Yeah. I, I don't see that as like the as like the big match. But Jay Uso is being built really well. Like that main event Jay Uso moniker is 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 believable. It feels earned. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Not, I don't know if it's WrestleMania main event, Jay Uso, but um, he is flying up the ranks. You know, it can also be flipped a certain way where Jimmy comes back and he's really happy, but the Jimmy notices that Jay's different and then they split them. You know, there's yeah. an angle there. Then you, and then you turn Jimmy into a star too. 
Um, and then you eventually bring them back together and then they're bigger as a tag team than they ever were previously. Um, so there are ways to go, but obviously the best thing going is Roman Reigns. There is yeah. no question about it. Um, the end of Raw, Randy Orton and Bray uh, turning to The Fiend was cool on an otherwise uneventful Raw. I just, you know, I don't really have a dog in the fight with with Randy and The Fiend. You know, like I, I just this Randy was so hot to me. I don't know how I'm supposed to like what's the incentive for me as a fan between The Fiend and Randy? Just like this will be cool. Yeah, and I don't know. And that's the thing too. WWE is trying to like reference the history and make people pick a side. And, you know, I said this in the group chat. What I'm seeing is that people are interested, but like you said, people don't really have a dog in the fight. People are interested, but not interested in who wins or, you know, they're not invested in a particular person. And to me, that's a bad thing because you at least want somebody, want people to hang their hat on somebody and have somebody to root for. But maybe that's just, you know, um, a side effect of, of not having the crowd so then, and that they can't read and see what they, you know, they can't gauge reactions. And so it's being left up to the people and people are just choosing, just falling in different, in different areas. Uh, yeah. And for me, that's just, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying, trying, but I just wanted to see Randy do other stuff. There was just other stuff that I thought for Randy would be, would have made a lot of sense, but I mean, um, what else was the big, I'm trying to think what are the other biggest things happening from this week? From on wrestling and really, you know, there was war games, the war games pay-per-view. Oh, I, f- I forgot war games. Yes. I, I, I only saw the main event of war games. Okay. So I can't speak to the rest of the show, but I did enjoy the main event. Listen, war games. It was an NXT takeover. NXT takeovers are always good just always and like you said the main event was really good it it's so amazing too that um that pat mcafee seems to have dominated the discussion going into war games it's just like somehow for his second match he's mr nxt so and and that was my probably my only problem with that match um so let me let me be clear because this will absolutely come across as hate and I'm to- actually, you know what? I'm totally good with that because it really doesn't matter what people have to say about it. Pat McAfee is surprisingly talented as a wrestler. Okay. He is like, he is a, he, he impresses. There's no doubt about it. The, you know, his, his athletic ability translates and his facials, uh, he's a great heel. Like he naturally has heel heat. It's who he is. And I, I really, I do not have any, take any issue with it. Um, so I, uh, here's my problem. It's like they get a new toy and they're so excited with it that they're just overexposing it. Like you have Pat McAfee, who's a, who's green as a bean. I mean, this man is, is spinach, kale, brand new okay you have him in a match with like the best some of the best wrestlers in the world between pete dunn kyle o'reilly and adam cole you're talking about some of the best wrestlers on planet earth and the entire match was about pat yeah everything 
And and also we've now kind of seen his repertoire in the ring. Like we get it. Pat can go off the top rope. He is not afraid of heights. Pat McAfee can swan on and make it look pretty good. He can he can do anything. He can do anything that requires him basically going off the top rope head first. He's game for it. And by the way, props. OK, that's not easy. But that said, where else is there to really build to from that? Where are we going? Why are we getting there so fast? I don't even know that. I don't even know that Pat McAfee had to throw a punch in this match. <laughs> I don't think he, I don't think he had to. I think he did. I don't think he had to. Like, I, I don't think that I don't think that he had to hit a swan on in this match. I don't think he had to do any of that stuff. I think he could have been used as an absolute heat magnet throughout the entire match, hiding behind his guys and not wanting to fight. Uh, see, I don't think that would have worked, though. Why I don't not? think that would work? Tell me why. Because so Pat's whole deal throughout this entire build to this match and even the build to the first match, the one on one with Adam Cole was I'm great. Anything you can do, I can do better. I'm really gifted. I'm a superior athlete and I'm going to prove it. And so for Pat to sort of be for Pat to sort of not back that up doesn't fall in line with who he said he is for him to go to the top and do the swantons and do things like that. Like it, it's more in line with this uber cocky character who sort of hasn't earned it, but that he just keeps backing it up and he becomes even more cocky because he wasn't flying around in that first match. Well, he did. You know what I mean? That one-on-one one match with Adam Cole, he, hit, he, he, was, he was hitting high, but he was just more like out wrestling Cole. Like I can grapple with you. Now he's proven he can do that. And now he can jump off the cage. He can do anything that anybody else can do. And it just wouldn't be him if he, if he didn't. But the thing, like you the said, thing. it's a baby face moveset, but it wouldn't Very be him if he, if, he, if he did that. Because the heel movesets are so stripped down. You can sort of see it with Sami Zayn. Like when he was a baby face, Sami Zayn had, he's, he's operating at like a fraction of the moves right now. It's punch, kick, run, hide. It's still great, still brilliant. Um, but that's my point. That, but like, and I guess what you're saying is that wouldn't go with the Pat McAfee character. I, I I don't need him to. I don't listen. This is very inside baseball, and I understand the people thinking about this, namely Triple H, certainly understand this better than I do. Okay, I'm just saying from my vantage, where are we going to go? Because the whole thing, I can do what you, I can do everything they do. Well, here's the thing, though, you can't. Right. And I don't I don't mean that as a bad thing, but I mean, from a character standpoint, you can't. So when we now continue this with more matches, now, maybe the character will develop in that way. We're like he once we're able to see that he can't keep up with those guys, that then he'll be can't become more of a chicken ish heel and hide more. It's just to me, this guy who's this he's such a natural heel. And in his first matches, he has these heroic baby face moves the whole time. It's just to me, it's like if there was a crowd, there would make even less sense. It's better because there's no crowd. Yeah. If there was a crowd, it would make even less sense because you would ooh and I sitting swantons off cages like. So for me, it's it's maybe that part of his moves that we could have gotten to down the road again. This is all kind of nominal fun stuff to argue about. Like I, I in general, they have discovered a new talent um, and he is capable of doing a lot of things. I just there's the two parts of it are I have a problem with the moveset being just overly baby faced what they're doing with him. And also 
don't bombard. His name might have been said during that match 115 times. Yeah, that I do have a problem with it. Because I guess, like you said, he was in there with some of the most talented people and somehow he's Mr. NXT. Yo, Adam Cole. Adam Cole was a bit player next to Pat McAfee. Yeah. He had a bit part. He was there. Adam Cole was basically there to just put over Pat McAfee. Now, maybe Pat McAfee becomes the king of NXT. Maybe they believe it is all chips in on Pat McAfee. I don't see where that goes as a long-term plan. I do not either. I do not either. He is a great talent. He is not a professional wrestler. He is not going to be the face of wrestling in, he may be a great manager. He may be a great commentator. I mean, really, the sky's the limit with this guy. It, no, no, the sky's not the limit. He's not going to be a superstar wrestler. He could yeah, be. He that could is be the a, limit. He could be a pretty good wrestler. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. As great an athlete as he is, this would be, you know, I, I guess what Batista got into the game in his 30s. But Batista is a monster. It's mm-hmm. a totally different thing. Pat can't rely on just picking someone up, dropping them in the corner and giving them shoulders in every match. And you're like, oh, my God, Batista's 6'5", 275. Right. So Batista I think, can carry a match. That's the, that's the whole thing. So uh, Pat has a great upside, but I earlier said the sky's the limit. No, it's not. The limit is very, really great talent who can add to everything. You know, he could be Bobby Heenan. He could be the NXT Bobby Heenan. Um, he could be, and maybe uh, some other version of that are, are mixed with Heyman. He has a lot of gifts. He's not going to be Adam Cole. So just be mindful of how much you sacrifice in building this character. Yeah, especially too, because I feel like, like you said, they spent so much time on the Pat McAfee that you forget that Pat McAfee surrounded himself with um, three other men who, who have a, a long history with Undisputed Era real beef with the Undisputed Era, but it, it really sort of became about Pat McAfee being disrespected and then building this super group of guys who did make sense, but they didn't do enough to go into the history of it. Yeah, that, that I just found it after a while. I was like, okay, all right, here we go. That said, entertaining match. Everyone there, they, they all did a great job. I thought the finish was dope too. Um, so we have to get to, we're recording this on a Wednesday, so we don't know what AEW will look like tonight. But I do, but I do know what about three minutes of impact looked like last night, and it was not great. So I have a question to ask you, and I asked Dip this question in the group chat, but I'm curious to see your answer. Is AEW's credit still good with you to where they can tell you go watch Impact on Tuesday and you're all in? Because I know last week you were very much on the wave of you know what. They said I need to be watching on Tuesday. I'm watching on Tuesday. I, I sincerely felt compelled to watch the beginning of the show. I sincerely felt like it was something that needed to be done. What are they going to do here? I'm curious, right? I want to see how these two brands intersect. The problem was I had to find AXS, Access TV. <laughs> Did you have it? No, I had to watch on Twitch. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have it, yeah. So thanks to Greg telling me, I went to twitch.com or Twitch TV and I watched there for a few minutes. But the problem was I started, I got in at like three minutes in and it was the middle of a match. And the look and feel was so small time relative to what 
the 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 ballpark that I think AEW has been in. Mm-hmm. That I was immediately turned off. Now, real quick, I got a very annoy. I got an annoying email at the start of your question. I'm sorry, I looked at my phone. Was that your <laughs> okay. question? Was was I drawn into it? No, I was like, how much how much credit do they have with you? Like, can they? <laughs> oh God, how much credit they- do they have in drawing me in? <laughs> Apparently, they had about five minutes. <laughs> they had about five minutes. You have five. Uh, like, you better yeah. start that show. You're getting me to go on Twitch and essentially watch what felt like an internet wrestling show. No disrespect yeah. to Josh Matthews and Madison Rain. Thought they both did a nice job on commentary. Um, the feel, the look, the the talking about Don Callis, like I should care. And then when I went back later and watched the interview segment, the 10 minute over 10 minute interview segment that they, the, the very overprepared Kenny Omega trying to get him to like speak word for word. Yeah. It's so I years ago when Kenny Omega was a free agent, I said this, I said this here. I said this on social media, publicly, privately everywhere. And I said that if Kenny Omega signed to WWE, he needs to go to NXT. And people piled on. They they shot it down. And I think, honestly, every time Kenny Omega opens his mouth, he proves me more and more right. Because that man needs a promo class like nobody I've seen that's supposed to be operating at that level. He, You know what I mean? He's supposed to be the best in the world. And... That promo last night was just long and weird and bad. And Don Callis did not help. No, and and Kenny didn't even know what camera to look at half the time. Um, I it was it was you know what you you know how I feel about Kenny Omega. I mean, I think he's so compelling in ring. There's something about him in ring in every way I find to be dope. And that's where it stops, though, and that's the problem. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not like and don't even try to come at SGG with like, oh, well, what about Brett? Brett is Austin next to Kenny Omega. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, Brett, Brett had a look like like even outside the ring. You know what I'm saying? Brett came on primetime wrestling in the early 80s. No, he did. With a pair of J's, you know what I'm saying? Salt and pepper on Brett. You know, Brett, Brett's a stop. You saw the the. One that people said should be on the Canadian currency with Brett and yeah. white on white denim on denim with the cowboy boots yeah. and the silver shade. Like, come on, man. No, he had his own. He had his own. He had his whole own thing. Kenny is Ken is just a nerd. Kenny is a nerd. Yeah, that Kenny Omega can't dress is like such a nothing thing, but it's something that bothers me so much about this guy who's supposed to be in the main event because AW is trying to push him as like he even said it last night. He's like, oh, I'm one of the most stylish wrestlers, and I almost. I like I almost had a had an aneurysm like I like it was it it upset me so much that he even tried to like in ring there's nothing we can say about Kenny Omega like he's not operating at his best but even at even at mid he's still high level I mean even at mid he's still among the best he is and at and at his best he's truly among the best yeah but but when he starts talking about everything else it's just like Kenneth no. And and I feel like they could have put a bow on that history that they have, Don Callis and Kenny Omega. It didn't take 10 minutes to do it because it, it, it is real and it is compelling just to think that, you know, Kenny Omega's uncle trained and managed Don Callis 
and then passed away. And then from there, Don Callis vowed to look after his nephew. You didn't need five minutes to get to that. 30 seconds could have wrapped that up. Yep. They spent, and then, and then Kenny being like, you know, I used to collect comic books. I'm like, fam, really? Is this where we're going? Yeah. And I know that for me to say, to disagree with that is a little bit. uh, No, well, you're not trying to be a tough guy. (laughs) Right. If you stood in front of those and said, listen to me, I'm going to kick your ass. And I could see your (laughs) (laughs) Marvel medals. (laughs) But, But what was that? Like the dot, this was, I need to know what kind of favor was being done here. This was such an ill-advised plan. Mm-hmm. AEW, do something with New Japan. Do yeah. something with ROH if it could look good. Go. How about this? Go even more indie than Impact. Go. Yeah. Go a notch. Go a notch smaller. I would have rather have them go with NWA Power. It's an internet show, but it looks good. It looks it, beautiful. It, it feels the way it's supposed to. Like. This looked like they were it was like they were in a, a, a it, it was like they were on a cable station with a, a show that's supposedly major. I mean, let's just be honest. The impact brand sucks. It sucks. Yeah, I, I use unfortunate. They have talented people there. But like it, you said, the of brand. course they do. And, and and and, you know, Emilio Sparks, who I called to try to get him on the show, he hit me up and he's like, no, nah, it's a great show. And with great wrestling, I am not dissing the talent of impact. I'm sure they have tremendous wrestlers. Um, what's, what's kid's name? Chris Bay, Chris Bay. I said, he's I looked up his stuff. He's, I mean, I don't know about the future yet. Calm down. A lot of acrobatics <laughs> there, but he, he's super talented, right? He is super talented. Uh, Moose is super talented. Um, they're there. Listen, they have, they have great legendary stars who are there too. So I, I'm not dissing the talent, but guys, as a show, it is levels below in terms of look, feel everything in general it's not in the same realm so i want to know with aw trying to establish themselves as the real deal we have Shaq this week we're on tnt we got sting let's go do some fakakta cable backyard wrestling yeah. what are you doing and that's that's why like you know people got at me for this too when i called aw the miners it's like it's not just in the presentation and in the talent. Yes, they have great talent. Yes, they have a billion dollar budget. They got a network deal. They have all, you know, they check a lot of the same boxes as WWE, but that brand that they're building, I don't know which direction they're going with it because I, I you know, people were questioning it last week, AEW and Impact, who does this partnership work out for? And as of last night, the answer is nobody. They dropped a pre-taped interview segment into a pre-taped show. You know what I mean? If you knew you had Kenny Omega coming in, I understand that Impact tapes a lot of weeks of wrestling far out in advance. And so, you know. Oh, redo it. Yo. Yeah. The fact that that's all it was. Yeah. Redo it. It it shows shows how fakakta the whole thing was. He needs to show up in your ring. Yo. Impact ring. If I had sat around waiting that whole show and all I'd gotten was a bus hangout, yeah, I, I, the only thing that would have made that hot was him coming out to the ring, but there's no crowd and it looks like nothing. So that doesn't work either. Why did you do this whole thing? For, listen, if you want to prove me wrong down the line, do it. But a week in this sucked and was a bad idea. Yeah, I respect taking the gamble. OK, you pull up, you pulled up from 30 feet and shot a three and it went over the damn backboard. OK. <laughs> No, it didn't even make it. That was that was didn't even make it. So so 
We'll see now what happens with Sting. You know, you took two major shots in one night and you have Shaq coming out tonight. Like they are really, I don't know what it is that they're going for right now. Like why they're trying to go for this sort of major kill shot at this moment in time. I feel like WWE is very, they're very much sort of plodding along, just doing what they do. This is not like anything major happening right now. They're going to, they're moving to Tropicana field. It looks fire. The Thunderdome in the, in the, in the big dome uh, looks, looks like it could be crazy looking. Um, but man, all last night served to do was make me realize how dope the Thunderdome is. Cause I was like, this is not it. Even Daly's place, just like how cool of a space AW already has and operates yep. out of, you know what I mean? And, and you talked about why, why take the shot right now is because, you know, everybody's, so used to WWE's little patterns, right? You got Mania season, everything ramps up. They they don't miss between January and April. They take a little bit of a lull going into SummerSlam. SummerSlam, the Survivor Series, it picks up a little bit, and then they wind down and take a little bit of a lull going into the Rumble. So with Survivor Series being done and in the can, now is the exact right time I hear you. to put your foot on WWE's necks because you know they're about to take a nap. <laughs> they're going to be asleep for a little bit. Put your foot on their neck and then hopefully keep that momentum going into the new year with the with the New Japan show on January 4th. And, you know, this is the time for the whole industry to come together and just beat on a sleeping giant. But that's not that's not the first that's not a good first opening shot. You think for having them um, TNA, you know, we're going to yeah. involve the impact. I feel to, bad too. I to really tell don't... your audience to watch impact when, mind you, A.W. Dark is on Tuesdays on YouTube. So to have your audience, which is also, you know, an internet show, so to have your audience go to the internet to watch another wrestling company when your company has a show on just to be disappointed by a promo that then tells them to watch your show on Wednesday that they were going to watch anyway. You know, you risked a lot of, a lot of goodwill for that. And, and I don't know why. And I get that the story requires them to not do so much so early on. But this history lesson could have been a tight, well put together video package that they just dropped either on being the elite or on AEW Dark or on Dynamite or whatever. And then you build to some impact stuff that makes sense where Kenny Omega can actually show up and be in the impact arena or whatever they call it. You know what I mean? Something like a bus hangout is not is not it didn't do it for me I, and i really am curious to see how many more extra people tuned in because i think a lot so you use this major opportunity to get people like myself to tune in and the reward was trash and don't get mad at me do not send us emails rosenbergbeats at gmail.com and call me not a great guy because i didn't last five minutes that's their fault that is i i, I would have stuck around i was down to stick around they did not keep me like, like you wait, you think uh, you're going to pop. I'm going to see a random match with guys who I'm not currently familiar with, particularly in a place I've never seen. That doesn't look good. You're just going to have a regular match and say later, there's going to be an interview with Kenny Omega and Don Callis. And that's going to keep me around. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you know, WWE does pull some stuff like that too, where they, where they bait you in and then make you wait for something at the end that, you know, whether it delivers or not is a whole other thing. But at least WWE, for some of us, has like 
30 years of cachet. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're cashing oh, my like God. That's that's the thing. You, 30 years and, of goodwill. And by the way, we're such wrestling nerds. It's not like AEW lost us for life. But at the same time, yeah, you don't take for granted the level of emotional connection AEW, I mean, WWE has with people. You're talking yeah. about your entire life. So when we bash you bash WWE on Sunday and come right back on Monday, right course. at the top of the hour, <laughs> I work for them. <laughs> this is, you know, I will work for them. I will watch the show, not be happy with it, trash it to my friends and turn on the show and go back to work because I love it. We are invested. We are part of it. It's part of our lives. They're built in. They are McDonald's. When I want a burger and I'm in a rush, I know it's going to be delicious. Some days I go to a location, not the best one I've ever had. But when you hit that right one, you go, oh, yes, this reminds me of when I was eight years old and my mom would take me to the NIH McDonald's on Wednesday nights with my brother. And I would get a number one for three fourteen, baby, three dollars and 14 cents for that Big Mac and fries with a frothy, delicious Coca-Cola. It was awesome. Now, the next time you go, you're like, damn, do they have crackheads working here? Why does it taste like this? This is awful. There are weird people wandering around this location. No quality control whatsoever. Who's in charge here? This sucks. Is the ice machine really broke? The ice, right. Nothing's coming out. Every soda button you hit, it just looks like water is coming out. It's a disaster. But guess what? When I see the golden arches the next time I'm hungry, I'm pulling over and getting a burger again. AEW is brand. They came out brand new. Like, you want to try our burgers? And some of them have been delicious. But y'all just offered up something new on the menu, and I got news for you. It was called the AW Burger, and that's what it was with cheese. That it was, it was a. So listen, I like the food you guys are serving, so I want to see what other things you have. But that definitely made me go, hmm. Don't know what they were thinking with these ingredients. This no, was not it. I don't, and I, and I think. I think that might speak a little bit to Kenny Omega's influence as the executive vice president that they went so all in on this, no pun intended. And Hey-o. but, uh, but yeah, he is a man that needs to be reined in. I, honestly, he is, he is such a talent and that spot to put him in where it's like, grab the mic and go talk about your comic books, young man. No, that was not it. Kenny Omega is cool. One place in the ring with his boots on, ready to kick ass. That is where Kenny Omega is strong. If you guys can develop him into something more, that sounds awesome. But it didn't happen yet. So he's, he's not John Moxley when it comes to just grabbing the mic and going. So don't treat him that way. And you know what John Moxley had the benefit of? Promo class. WWE under some of the best. And, and you know, Cody's another guy you can trust to just grab the mic and go and like, He'll take you to a place where you're like, where's this going? But he always sticks to landing. The no, he will. Is, the, ride, the ride is rough sometimes. Until some lady comes in and starts screaming at him for no reason. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then we hear half up. Life shows up. <laughs> up besides that, though. Hey, SCG, <laughs> do you happen to have Shad Gaspard Black Power Rankings? Oh, yeah. I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm blicking black, blacker than black, black, I'm blacker than black, yo, because I'm black, and I'm black, yo, I'm black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. What do you got, SGG? So, like we said earlier, War Games was a, a great final match, but it also a great show, and, and Impact, although the presentation didn't, drag us in and make us viewers for life. They do have some talented young black talent on there. And so I do want to mention 
Leon Ruff and Chris Bay. But quite honestly, this week, it just would not have felt right to, to do anything other than what I'm about to do. Here we go. And the sole controller of this week's Black Power Ranking, Shad Gaspard Memorial Black Power Ranking, is going to Cedric Alexander. Who, All right. When the Hurt Business was down. Right. After uh, suffering a loss to Kofi Kingston, he stepped up, grabbed the mic, demanded that former WWE champion and veteran Kofi Kingston get back in the ring. And then he finished the job. And for as great as Kofi's performance was in the rest of the heart business and, and, and black talent all around the industry this week, mm-hmm. Cedric Alexander, quite honestly, sits at the top by himself all alone this week. Wow. This is, this is a tremendous honor for Cedric. Yes, it is. As big yes, an honor as he's possibly ever had. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I I can't see how it could get any better than this. Maybe the maybe the Shad Gaspar Black Power Rankings Hall of Fame someday. He's certainly building a resume toward that. But but for now, just just number one, two, three, four, and five. That's what on this week's Black Power Rankings. Cedric now, Alexander. Shout to Cedric Alexander. And if you want to uh, send us a comment, maybe we'll come back and do a mailbag at the end of the week because we're going to drop this today on Wednesday. And I am curious to see what NXT, what uh, AEW and NXT do tonight. So maybe we'll come back on, you know, the week right before the weekend with a little mailbag action. So Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com, whatever subject. I'm sure there are a lot of people, um, a lot of people who disagree with our takes on this. And uh, I'm sure people have some different things to offer. So um, we look forward to hearing from you. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com, Rosenberg Radio at Stack Guy Greg on your social media vehicles. SUG, do me a favor if you will and if you can and take it easy. Stay mage. You know what? It's a fantastic idea to you. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left. The majesty. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Red Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mutt, 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 mage.